Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 21 of Season 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Brett Stillo, formerly of Five Minutes of Banzai and Five Minutes of Trouble and a whole bunch of other things. Welcome back to the show for this season, Brett. Thank you, Rob. It's nice to be back. Though I'm, I'm still wiping the dust and soot from our, our uh, last meeting at the Nakatomi Tower, you know, <laughs> just, uh, it's, uh, I'm a little messed up from that as I don't know how you are after well, that. But yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's nice to see you embracing life in this manner. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, the, uh, <laughs> when last we met, it was the summer of 1988 and, uh, we were, now it's we were the trying summer to help... of 1989. It's yeah, just no, a year later. A year, it is a year later, which kind of fits in partly into the, into the narrative of this motion picture we're talking about today. Yes. And yes. what motion picture are we talking about? We are talking about when Harry met Sally and, uh, we're right now still in 198. We're stuck in 1982, at least for, for the beginning of this week. We'll, we'll, we'll get out of that, that little rut along the way. But as of now, we're in 1982. So episode 21 begins with Harry answering Sally's question and ends with Harry analyzing Sally's problem. So, I mean, I've mentioned this over the last 20 episodes. You know, this is a very dialogue-heavy movie. Uh, so some of the times I'll just be reading off the entire dialogue, and then we'll go back and, and try to, you know, analyze it a little bit because... You know, you want to break it up. You want it to go, you want it to flow much better, especially when that. dealing with Harry and Sally. Are you, you know, just to clarify, though, are you saying we're going to analyze this? Uh, yes, we analyze are. that. Oh, yeah, yes, like, we will analyze, analyze this and analyze that. And, uh, you know, you say uh, tomato, I say tomato. Tomato, yeah. <laughs> you say potato, I say potato. You know, it could be, I, could be anyway. Yeah. I think yeah. Billy might approve. So yes, that's how, that's how, that works for me. That's okay. good. I, I'm I'm glad because you know you don't have a choice. That's <laughs> that's, the, that's just the way we do it here. You know. <laughs> so Plus we're on air. We're on an airplane technically. Uh, so I. It's that's true. Like I can leave. That right is now. true. We are on an airplane, and uh, you can you can move up one row, but you can't do anything else. You know, or move back one row. <laughs> you know, if if someone is is agreeable to let you do so. You know, I think that that's what it comes down to in the end. You know, you have to have someone who's who's polite and nice that that wants to switch places. You know, in order to to have this this discussion, something like that. I don't know. So we ended things on Friday with uh, you know Harry availing himself of the seat next to Sally as they're on this uh, flight. Which in the movie we don't know where they're flying to. In the script it says they're flying to Washington to Washington D.C. But we 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 don't know. It's there's there's no hints in the movie itself, you know. Even a little later on, you know, this week we'll we'll see that they're in the airport. You also can't figure out where they are, you know. Maybe someone who has more intimate knowledge of uh, you know airports from 1982 would know, but but I don't, you know. So you we'll, you we'll leave it the that. right man for that episode. Ah, you, but we you, must wait no. until ooh, when, ooh. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday because. Ooh. Uh, uh, you know, as you know, I did a doctoral thesis on uh, early 80s airports, as it turns out. As fate would wow, wow, wow. It's a good, uh, thing we have a, good thing we have a count around here. A doctor <laughs> count. A doctor. Doctor count. Dr. count. <laughs> My many titles. But uh, yeah, we're on a United Airlines 737. Yes, that we are. 
that we are. in uh, in 1982. And um, yeah, it's 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 dialogue. <laughs> I, would you say it's dialogue heavy or dialogue rich? I would say it's dialogue rich because the, the, the listening to these conversations between Harry and Sally, which are really conversations between Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron, um, <laughs> yeah. is just amazing. And both Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan know how to deliver these lines so beautifully because the, the, their conversations just flow. They're, I mean, the chemistry between the two of them, despite the fact that they are, I think there's like a 14-year difference between the two of them age-wise. Yes. And they still are able to, to have such great chemistry on screen, you know, together. This is like not, I, I've just mentioned this before, this is not a couple that you would normally put together. Because you would say, no. what? There's no way that those two would fit. But in this movie, they do. There's no question about it, you know. And, uh, I mean, as great uh, a couple as Meg Ryan is with Tom Hanks, I think she has better chemistry with, with Billy Crystal in this movie. Uh, partially because of the dialogue. But, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that, that's my opinion. You can, you can disagree. I see the look on no, your face. No, no, you're no, you're debating you. it. I see, oh, no, I, see no, no, I see the debate between behind your eyes. I am considering what you're saying because uh yeah, excellent casting of Billy Crystal yes. on in here. Uh maybe yeah. you've already talked about that with previous guests, but you know, um what you know, one thing I'll say uh off the right off the bat is that I found interesting was uh yeah, just the casting and kind of remembering back to 1989 and how Oh, this was this was kind of a weird choice for a leading man. Yes, in for some sure. ways, in a romantic right. comedy. Yeah, forget about and, you know and anything. I mean, he's he's for, to put him in a comedy, I can understand, but to put him in a romantic comedy in '89, you know that 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 was a long shot. And I think it has to do with the fact that he and Rob Reiner were good friends, and Rob Reiner said, "Okay, he's the guy who can, you know, who can play me more or less, because his yeah. character is Rob Reiner." and Meg Ryan's character, you know, Sally is Nora Ephron. You know, I was, I, 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 I've listened to the commentary uh, tracks, the two commentary tracks on this DVD numerous times. I've, I've refreshed my memory. You know, every, every week I refresh my memory on the, those episodes, but, but it's, it's just great listening to the fact where, you know, uh, Rob Reiner will say, Oh, that scene is Nora Ephron. I, 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 we took it quote, quote, uh, you know, word for word from something that really happened. And Nora Ephron would say the same thing about Rob Reiner, or one of them would say, you know, we'll talk about this a little later this week, but Nora Ephron says, you know, an entire scene that we're going to talk about, I think on Thursday and Friday, she said, this really happened. This, this is word for word from something that, that happened to her. And, you know, they make it so believable the way that it all plays out here. So, you know, it's great. Indeed. So, Indeed. so on Friday, we, we ended things with uh, Harry telling Sally that he's about to get married. And Sally, uh, and again, Meg Ryan has an amazing delivery by saying, who? With whom? <laughs> like, 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 who is willing to marry you? <laughs> who is she? <laughs> I think she says, who is she? Who is she? You know, and he, he gives a standard, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's a very emotionless response. He goes, Helen Helson, she's a lawyer. She's keeping her name. And then Sally just starts laughing and she really can't stop laughing. And says, you're getting married? He goes, yeah. And she continues laughing. And he goes, what's so funny about that? It's it's no. And she's like, it's just so optimistic of you, Harry. <laughs> and Harry responds, well, you'd be amazed what falling medley in love can do for you once again. 
uh, not saying this very convincingly. And then Sally says, well, it's wonderful. It's nice to see you embracing life in this manner. And then Harry says, yeah, plus, you know, you get to a certain point where you get just get tired of the whole thing. And Sally looks at him and goes, what whole thing? There's a whole life as a single guy thing. You meet someone, you have a safe lunch, you decide you like each other enough to move on to dinner. You go dancing, you do the white man's overbite, go back to her place, you have sex. And the minute you're finished, you know what goes through your mind. How long do I have to lie here and hold her before I can get up and go home? Is 30 seconds enough? And Sally just looks at him and goes, that's what you're thinking? Is that true? Sure, all men think like that. Then he says to Sally, how long do you want to be held afterwards? All night, right? See, that's the problem. Somewhere between 30 seconds and all. And then that that's the, the end of the dialogue for this minute. So, you know, it's a great conversation between the two of them. Okay, and now, now we'll, we'll go a little bit into more detail of the conversation itself. So first, he mentioned that her name is Helen Helson. Okay, do you know the uh, uh, definition of the name Helen? Like what it means, the meaning of it? I I am I I used to. I just I do I should point out to you and our listeners that my my uh, my late love my mate late mother in law, uh, was a Helen. So um, I know it's the it's come up, but um, of course I always think of if you're a kids in the hall fan, uh, it was one of my wife's favorite skits. You know, ninety nine Helens all agree. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not not necessarily uh, I'm not, not familiar with that. I'll I'll send you a link and and listeners. Uh, it, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. But it was it was basically a a field in Canada filled with non actresses all named Helen, and it was just sort of a you know it was a very very Python esque sketch. But anyway, that's I I at some point I've I've known what the name uh, the meaning of the name, but I can't recall now. Okay, do you know where 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 it originated from? Like, you know, how uh, far how far back do you think the name Ellen goes? Oh, I'll I'll, I'll bet you, uh, you know, uh, I I am I am I am picturing Anglo-Saxon Europe. Maybe no, it goes even further. Or... It goes back to ancient Greek. It's an ancient oh, ancient oh. Greece. Okay, um, Helen of Helen of Troy, perhaps. That is correct. Yeah, of course, that is correct. Oh, okay. It uh, uh it 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 sort of means the uh, the. The definition is like a torch, but part of the whole thing is, is that no one knows exactly where it comes from. They, they like they know that it came from ancient Greece, but there there are arguments as to where it came from. Did it come from Helen of Troy? You know, did it come from a Greek word called Selene uh, hmm. back at the time? Nobody knows. Um, there is a Saint Helena, which is a reason why many Christians use that name. Uh, she was the mother of Emperor Constantine the uh, First, who, according to a legend, found a piece of the cross that uh, Jesus was crucified on, and uh, when she was traveling to Jerusalem. And during the first half of the 20th century, Helen was a very popular name in the U.S. For World War II, it even quite often was listed in the top ten names for for baby girls. So I, I guess that sort of goes back to maybe why your mother-in-law was named Helen at the time. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that makes she, sense. She would totally fit into that uh, into that timeline. And uh, Helen Helson. Now that's an interest because it's almost like a double, like you know, it's almost yes. like her name's Helen Helen. 
She's a she's um, a she's she's a superhero because she has the uh you know double the, H. Double H. There you go. You know, they, they, they do that they do that quite often in with superheroes. You know, that they're, they're you know that the the first and, and last name start with the same letter. You know, alliteration. alliteration. See, I, and I remembered. I didn't even have to look for it. I, I was about to go look for it, and I, you know, so so maybe that was the issue. Maybe she's a superhero. You know, she's not just a lawyer. <laughs> she's a super lawyer. You know. Now, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard the name Helston before? Um, I've heard a variation, Helstrom. Um. And I can't remember that. In fact, it's funny. I believe there is a Marvel Comics character named Damian Hellstrom. So, uh, but Hellstron with a no. This is well. Here it's Hellson. H e l h e l s o n. That that's the right. So so it's actually an Anglo-Saxon name that came from a family who lived in the village of Elton, which is in the county of Cheshire. Uh, which I, I I don't know where on you know the uh, the English map that 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 is located. The, apparently there's there's a town in Cornwall that's also named Helston. No, sorry, that's named Helston. Helston. But here it's Helton. Uh, Helsin. Okay. Oh, this, this is getting Helsin. confusing. Here it is Helsin. So forget Helsin. about what I mentioned about Cornwall. Cornwall <laughs> is a different name. All right. Do uh, we have? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Oh, I just do. We, do we have any any clue, any any hint, any reference in, say, the the uh, Nora Ephron archives, or you know, if if we could get Mr. Reiner on the show, like where that name might have possibly come no, from? No, they, and they don't mention it in the commentary. You know, I was I was well, I was hoping they would say, you know, that that one of them would say, oh, that that was an ex girlfriend of mine, or something like that. You know, um. I don't know. I mean, because because we know that Rob Reiner was married to Penny Marshall beforehand, uh, but yeah. that, you know, there's no alliteration there, so don't know. Yeah, just I, you know, because it's, uh, you know, I, I I do some writing, and then one one of my favorite things is to come up with names, and you know, sometimes it's an obvious, uh, you know, like saying hello to somebody who might read it. Uh, sometimes it's, yeah, it's a bit of an Easter egg or you just, or sometimes you just hear like a certain, um, you know, something about that name just, you know, reminds me of, uh, you know, yeah, a character from a comic book or a, you know, a, a 1930s screwball comedy, you know, that definitely sounds like, you know, the other woman, right. You know, like, okay. it, you know, that, that makes Ra- sense. it's like Ralph Bellamy, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the name of a loser. I don't know. I can't describe it more than that. Okay. So. No, that makes sense. I mean, the the name. I mean, besides the fact that it, it originated, you know, in in old England, there's proof that there was someone who emigrated to the the colonies, you know, during the 17th century. There's a man named John Helson who uh, arrived in Virginia in 1664. So, I mean, the the name has been around for for quite a long time, you know, and it it did it did migrate to America also. You know that type of thing. Now, the the last part of his sentence is even funnier because he goes, "She's keeping her name." You know, she's a lawyer and she's right? keeping her name, which nowadays I would say is more common than it was back mm-hmm. then. 
you know, back then. Like, yeah. what percentage of of women in the U.S. nowadays do not change their name and they keep keep their maiden name after they get married? What percentage would you say? Wow, uh, let's see. I would say it's probably changing rapidly. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, it's past fifty percent. Um, actually, I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it safe. I'll say it's fifty fifty. No, no. What <laughs> most women in the U.S. there's 68.5 percent that actually change their names, and then you have 23 percent that keep their last names, and then you have really? okay 8.9 percent that will choose something else, such as hyphenating their names or name blending, you know things like okay. that. So yeah, you know, but in the LGBTQ plus community, that mm -hmm. is 50 percent. You know, it's 50 percent. Okay people who take on the name and 50% that, that don't. So, and like, what, what type of reasons do you think that women would, would, would keep their name or change their name? Uh, oh, I can, I, my wife kept her name. So, uh, for one thing, her last name is Wolfman. That's a really cool last name. Sounds like a, like another I, superhero. There. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so does Brett Stillo. Uh, Brett Stillo does yeah. sound also like a superhero. So, you know, well, well, even you. though even though there, there there is no alliteration here, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, I can I can, you know I can think of a number of good reasons. You know, we we for the record, yeah, we we had that discussion before we got married. It was not a lengthy discussion, uh, but yeah, she she had three or four really good reasons. One was just you know the legal hassles of changing your name when you get married, uh, to, you know, you, if you have a career, uh, if, you know, if you have professional in some way, you know, changing your name, you know, it's like, this is who I am. It's like changing your identity. So, uh, it st stands to reason like, yeah, keeping your name. And again, it was just, it's a cool name. Can't, you know, like, so, uh, probably, you know, probably other reasons. So, uh, Right. So one of the uh, one of the reasons one of the reasons that that uh, that people do change their names is mm -hmm. you know for traditional reasons. You know that 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 that's like the you know if you were to do the Family Feud you know top ten uh, top one hundred people surveyed you know that would be the top reason that people want to embrace yeah. tradition. Um, sometimes they people do it because they're concerned that the children will end up confused or unhappy. If their parents have different last names than they do, that could be a problem too. True. I mean, I know people who, you know, the woman doesn't change her last name, but they, then they decide what last name to give each of the kids, you know, oh, which, which gets really confusing because, you know, each kid has a different last name. You know, yeah. I, I even heard of a case of someone who had three kids where one kid had the father's last name, one kid had the mother's last name, and the third one had a hyphenated name of the two. So I, it does get a little bit confusing. Yeah. From, from that perspective, you know, but yeah. obviously to each his own, that's uh, to each his totally, or her yeah. own, you know, um, but, uh, th this article also talks about the fact that, uh, you know, if you do, it, it sometimes will take a lot of time and money based on one of the things that you said of changing your social security number, uh, changing the information for your social security number, your driver's license, voter registration, insurance, passports, uh, banking accounts, credit cards, uh, rent, mortgage and utilities. Um, HR at, at whatever, wherever you work, uh, social media profiles, uh, email yeah. addresses, things like that. You know, like my wife took on my last name, uh, and sometimes she hyphenates it and sometimes she doesn't because, you know, no, because 
because she has two kids from the first marriage. So, you know, when she ah. wants to be identified uh, for them, like in the local phone book, we're actually listed twice. Once under our last name and once under her previous last name. So that if someone were to look, you know, were to look up, you know, they'd say, oh, I have a friend, you know, I want to look up their phone number. So, you know, they wouldn't know to look under the other last name. That type of thing. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah there's there's a whole bunch of reasons why people do it and stuff like that. Um, now, yeah. So I just find that interesting that in, in oh, yeah. 1982, he's making this comment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that kind of double time warp. It's uh, it's 1989 when he says it, or in '88, right? But it's even earlier, and it's his tone. Yes, it's it, he, Mr. Crystal has a fascinating. Uh, we we could debate, you know, what is that? This the way he delivers that line. Yeah, because uh, he goes, I, just keep your name. It's, yeah. it's 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 as if he's he's already saying that he doesn't have a say in this. This is this is her decision. You know, she she's decided that she's keeping her name. You know, yeah. and I don't have yeah. a problem with it, and I'm leaving it that way, and that's it. You know, because that's what she wants. So I'm going to do yeah. whatever it is that she's requesting that that I do. Yeah. You know, that type of thing, which, a, I, which makes sense. Yeah, I I I I took a a real deep dive into it. And, you know, because, you know, Harry, Harry is, uh, you know, he's a political consultant, but I think he was, you know, he must have been a damn good lawyer because he's really doing, (laughs) you know, in this minute and the next minute, you know, he's arguing his case. He's going back and forth. He would have given Perry Mason a run for his money. Yeah, you you wonder why he went into political consulting instead of, you know, a previous guest mentioned this, you know, that I would love to have seen him in court. You know, right? Arguing something, right. you know, like something on the level of of my cousin Vinny type of thing. You know, just being able to That's, just shoot from the hip. You know, do yeah. do what you need to do. Uh, you know, to get your client uh, uh, their due justice, whatever it is. Yeah, because I, I I wonder if he's saying it to to confound Sally. It's almost like, hey, I'm progressive. I'm not I'm not the I'm not the the guy uh from 1977 you remember you know it's like you know I'm hip I'm cool I I'm a feminist and uh that's that very fair but right. yeah but he also has that he had this it's the shortness that uh makes me suggest oh but he's at the same time he's not cool with it he's just saying it as a as a like he's trying to get some points with Sally but he's also not into it cuz you know I think you know I think one thing about Harry, he's a very traditional guy. Yes. Uh, to say the least. <laughs> <Maybe that's laughs> I don't know. Traditional is, is yeah, I think traditional is too progressive for him. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting read uh, because he, there's a certain shortness the way he says it. Like, right. uh, like, well, I think we can agree. He's almost saying I'm cool with it. I'm not cool with it, but I'm cool with it. You know? And it's like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the flow. I don't like it, but I'm going with the flow. Yeah, I think that that's yeah. more more the the line. Now, what what's really funny is, you know, Harry and Sally met five years earlier, for, you know, apparently, you know, they talked about an 18 hour drive, you know, in their world, even though it's a 12 or 13 hour drive in our world. Uh, Interesting. But Interesting. okay, you know, so they they had they had six more hours in you know in in this alternate uh, reality. To, to continue getting to know one another, but 
you know, after five years, how many people would you remember uh, details about them after five years like this? You know, like, like Sally immediately remembers, you know, how much of a pessimist he is. <laughs> you know, and she just goes, it's so optimistic of you, Harry. You know, well, so it's, it's, yeah. I like, like, I think about it. Someone who I haven't seen in five years, even someone I was even closer with than, than possibly, you know, uh, Harry and Sally are. There are aspects of their personality that I'm not going to remember after five years. You know, I guess he really made a big impression on her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's well, also think, part of the yeah. movie. Part of the idea of the movie is, is that, you know, th- these two people make such an impression on one another in these, you know, uh, in these brief encounters, you know, yeah. that, that it does, you know, it does last for them much, much longer into their lives. You know, agreed. I, agreed. You know, yeah. and I think uh, it brings, you know, it brings up the much larger question. I think, you know, I think, you know, you, you, I, I, I think there is an attraction you know, even in 1977, it's, I think that's why they, you know, when they have these chance encounters. Well, an attraction act, from an attraction from Harry goes without saying, because Harry, you know, propositioned, propositioned her in 1977. And, you know, he's now spending his time talking to her, even though he's he is engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's it's it's the same technique in the car. He's sort of, I, you know, eh, I don't care. And in a sense, when he's talking about his fiance, he's spitting out the grape seeds. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. So he's, ah, it's, oh, you know, it's it's time for me to get married. You know, it's 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 good, you know. And uh, and it's funny because you yeah. think that Harry wouldn't get sick of the single life. You you would expect him to enjoy that type of life. You know, that's the type of character that we expect from him. You know, because he's not someone who you would you would expect is seeking out love. I mean, even when he says, you know, you'd be amazed what, what falling manly in love can do for you, you know, and, and I don't buy it the way that, 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 no. you know, that Harry delivers it. It's, it's, he's uh, f- f- my, my impression is, is that he's basically, he's settling here. This isn't what he really wants, but he's like, okay, I can, I can live with this. You know, yeah. apparently, apparently Helen Helson is a woman who doesn't need to be held after sex. And therefore he's like, okay, great. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> She's too busy doing legal briefs, but um, um, with, with Ira, you know, <laughs> this, yeah, Ira. <laughs> Ira. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I am highly suspect of this version of Harry um again we almost feel like he's doing legal maneuvering yes and uh you know is it all well let me ask you a a hopefully not too personal question by all means have you ever had that experience of someone you you maybe think you're on a date with or you're you're interested you know and you're sort of like you're talking to someone and they're talking about you think we're on the same level, but you know, suddenly it's like, they're like talking about somebody else. And you, you know, you know, the, your, my thought back in the day is, okay, are you telling me like, you're not, you know, you're not interested in me or, or do you want me, are you telling me this because you want me to sort of like reach out and say, Hey, forget about him. You know, like, are you trying to somehow gauge my true feelings 
by talking about this other person. I, th so I, I think I wonder... most people, I think most people have gone through things like that. You know, that's, uh, you know, it's typical that, that, that's what you do, uh, you know, when, when you're out doing the round robin dating, you know, trying to yeah. find, you know, the, uh, I, <laughs> it's another Nora Ephron quote, but from, you know, Sleepless in Seattle, when, when, you know, he mentions the fact that you go and date people in order to try on different people to see which one fits best. You know, that that's what it comes down to, you know, so yes. And that's, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's funny. I mean, uh, as you know, with, in my, uh, in my day job. So I, you know, I, I sometimes do interviews, you know, for, to, to hire people and stuff like that. And, and in some ways, you know, an interview is, is like a first date type of thing. You're asking oh, questions nice. to see how someone will react to those questions. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and, and it, it's not a question of whether you have a right answer or a wrong answer. It's just, you know, the questions don't have a right or wrong answer. The questions you, you want to see how the person reacts to the question and how they respond. Then, you know, we, I think we definitely get this in minutes 22 and 23. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes me want to ask a, hopefully I'll try to remember this question tomorrow. Okay. Something about okay. something in regard to Harry and Sally. Okay. That, that's fair. That's but, fair. So, I mean, basically, I, I think this whole minute can be summed up with the fact that, that Harry really thinks he's got it all figured out in life. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to give over that, that knowledge to Sally, who, because the two of them are so different, you know, will, she'll never, I can't say never, at this point in her life, she will not understand what it is that he's trying to say for the same reason that he doesn't understand her. You know, it'll take it'll take time for the two of them to 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 start figuring out the other the other one and get on the same wavelength. But now they're still very far apart. Yeah, you know. very much, very yeah. much. And uh, I would just add, you know, tack on to that, that, you know, I think I, I question uh, Harry's, you know, yeah, his confidence and where he's at in his life, because it's he, he just seems to. Be try, you know, in some ways he's trying to prove to himself that, oh yeah, look at me now. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sitting next to you in a car. Now I'm sitting next to you in a plane. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, but uh, and then other than that, I, I had fun with this minute reminding myself, oh, that's not a real airplane. It's probably, you know. <laughs> uh, quick, quick question. Do you know if they, if, as far as the interiors? Did they shoot uh, in New York or uh, was that in Hollywood somewhere? It's in terms of your, you know, your apartment scene. From and... what I understand, they, they they filmed it all in L.A., but I could be wrong. You know. Okay. Those are one of the things that I, I rarely, you know, check into because it's it's less interesting to me, you know, where they filmed it. You know, is this in a studio in in uh, New York? Is this in a studio in in California or whatever? But I, I think I recall somewhere that this was done in L.A., but I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. So I I I thought of our our good our good friend and fellow podcaster, Mr. Jim O'Kane. Hello, yes. Jim. Hello, Jim. Uh, who prop? Hello, Jim. And you he probably can tell you uh give you an extensive uh he'll be able to tell you of, where you can buy these type of seats for the plane yeah you know. yeah which yeah which airplane interior is that uh which sound stage you know because uh you know it is it i i did recognize it oh yeah that's like a I, that's kind of how i remember jets in the 80s looking 
Um, <laughs> exactly. And it appears to be a 7.30. You know, say it's kind of a wide body. Right. And they didn't uh, need to go that far back either. It's only, you know, six years for them at the time that they were filming this to go back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did, was, that was just a funny thought because at one point, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, a two shot of them in their in their row and then there's this, then they cut to uh uh an over the shoulder of harry looking uh at sally but then they you know there's a shot where you see harry close up on harry uh looking at sally it's like okay they must have been able to remove the wall of that airplane so they could get in there yeah you know and, you know jim will tell you that so many of these interior, you know, they are many times they are originally airliners and then they cut them up so they can move sections and sets right. around. And, mm-hmm. uh, Jim, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> so Brett, you have anything else you want to say before we get into the, the script here? Uh, last, last quick thing that, you know, I, I was, uh, I, high school graduation class of 82 82 so 82 has a fun little i'm uh i have sort of a little bit of nostalgia for 1982 but i I, it's only five years it's a minor point but you know i don't remember uh the way that they dressed sally in her hair i don't remember anybody looking like that in 82 that seems to me more like you know it was just it was a funny little thing like Right. I, I, you know, I mentioned this last yeah. week and I don't mean it. I mentioned it uh, and I don't think it's really it's it's meant to be disparaging, but she looks like she's dressed like a a flight attendant. You know, the yeah. way that 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 her, you know, way that they, they put the costume on her. You know, I don't know yeah. if that's on purpose or not. You know, I don't know if that's meant, you know, to, to try and say something about who Sally is. You know? I uh, I just oh, I just had a I just again, I I'll mention this in a couple uh, episodes, but I I just figured out the entire ridiculous, intricate backstory of why Sally is look, looking this way in 1982. But let's save it. Great. It'll give the audience Great. something very exciting. Great. Oh, we want to find out why is why is Sally wearing that ridiculous bow tie? I'll tell you. All right, great. All right. So so in the script, there's only one slight minor discrepancy, but I think it's a big ah. one. Okay, when oh, when Harry is going through his diatribe and he says, uh, you know, then you go back to her place, you have sex. And the minute you finish, you know what's going through. And in, in the movie, it says going through your mind here. It's you've, you're and you know what's going through your head. Okay, it, it it's a very minute difference. But he's asking that question to Sally. And then Sally responds by shaking her head. No. Where in the movie, he just glosses right through it, you know. It, it's a rhetorical question. Yeah. You know, in the script, it's it's an actual question that he waits for a response for. You know, to make sure, because I think that, that that you know, he he's he's giving Sally a little more credit in the in the script by waiting for her to respond to that type of thing, as opposed to just glossing okay. right over it. You know, he's in the movie. It's a one sided conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By adding that little line in there saying that Sally shakes her head no, you know, it 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 adds her to the conversation, which she basically isn't here. So whatever. I mean, again, this is the final cut. I I, I have very little qualms about the way they did it. I think it's 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 a great editing job here, and you know, it, it works really well. So that's fine. Uh, 
That is, I mean, that that is an interesting point to me because you because of the the people who are involved in this, and you know, I can just imagine Nora Ephron. So, you know, what did she work work on the script on and off for five years? And so I can picture her, you know, imagining this scene, writing it, and yeah, maybe having a you know, writing it so there's a beat there. Right. And but then yeah, then you have you're on a set with Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, and it it changes. And yes. you know, the you know, the energy, the delivery, the beats, and um I could also very much picture like Nora being on the set. Like, we we need a beat there. It's it's head, and it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. It could you know it whether could, they filmed yeah. it and cut it out or not. Right. We'll never. We shall yeah. never know. What yeah. can I think? It could also just be like, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Let's set <laughs> up the cameras. Exactly. So every Monday we have a segment called Meg Ryan Monday, where my guests will give their top five Meg Ryan performances. So Brett, what have I you got for us? My top five Meg Ryan performances. I I will go back to the early days of Meg Ryan, and I uh, I have to cite uh, Amityville 3D. Wow. 3D was terrible. Uh, that that uh, would be that's your number five. Uh, we'll call that my number five. There's, I don't know. There's not a strong order here. No, there has um, to be. There has to be. I, I, okay, I so I can't give it. I can't give it rankings. You know, I can't you know, accumulate all the tally up all the points later. If you, you know, okay. Okay. So. Okay. I can, I, I can adjust them. So yeah, but that is, as luck would have it. Amity is definitely a number five, number four, top gun movie with Meg Ryan. I've seen the most often, but, uh, you know, not just, I saw it more for the jets than for Meg Ryan, but that's number four. Yeah. You know, she has a memorable part. That was the first time I saw her. Uh, number three, uh, DOA, Ooh, uh, I'm, not, I'm a big fan of that movie. I, yeah, I like yeah, it. yeah. Maybe, yeah. Have yeah, you maybe seen the original? As as, Have you seen the yeah, original? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of a kind of a bigger fan of the original, but nothing wrong with the remake. And you know, we could go quick tangent about that because you know we're in the '80s, we're in neo noir land, you know, and a lot of classic noirs are being reimagined or inspired by so yeah definitely doa and i think that's the first movie she did no 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 then there then uh she did interspace with yeah because the interspace uh so interspace would be number two love interspace uh and you know what? actually I'm, I'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna do a tie for number one. Oh because... come on that's cheating that's cheating okay all right then <laughs> now, now i'm gonna fair enough then i'm gonna say number one uh is Anastasia. <laughs> I don't know if that counts because it's just your voice. No, that's fine. But, that's fine. But you're, you're telling yeah. me that Harry Metzali is not on your list? Wow. Well, you know, you I'm think not, she does a better not... job in Amityville 3D than she did here? <laughs> well, you know, I'm not counting. Just, I just figure since we're talking about when Harry met Sally, uh, I'm just, I was just, you know, it's been a while since I've done my five here. So I was not counting when Harry met Sally simply because. So what were you going to tie? What were you going to tie uh, Anastasia with? Uh, Anastasia is kind of a, a guilty pleasure movie because on the one hand I think it's ridiculous, but I can't help but sort of <laughs> like, uh, you know, and it's not a Disney movie. A lot of people right. assume it's it's Don Bluth. Yes, but it's this whole. Well, like, Don Bluth that does darker animation, so it makes it sense. Does that's a really good point. But at the same time, you know, I've always been a big fan of Secret of Nim. 
you know. So. And Sacred and Nimble is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, yeah, you see the correlation. Uh, but, you know, this it's this whole crazy, like, let's reimagine the Russian Revolution with magic. So you have, like, this, <laughs> like... Uh, Rasputin as an evil wizard, and you know, and I'm a I'm a sucker for Bartok the Bat, um, and I uh, so yeah, so you know, Anastasia, which is kind of a weird guilty pleasure, but then there's also Promised Land, uh, a really gritty movie she did with Keeper Sutherland. Yeah, Jason that was that Day. was very gritty. Yeah, and I feel I kind of eh, she, you know she's done her you know, Meg Ryan has. Uh, in in some some way, I can't quite put my finger on it. She reminds me of somebody like Barbara Stanwyck. Okay, that, um, that's fair. And yeah, so I I kind of prefer when when she uh, when she gets gritty or she you know she's uh, she you know she she has to go down a dark lane and you know she's done her she's done her shared dramas and thrillers. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean she's she's great here, of course. I mean she. You know, probably your best <clears throat> best known, uh, most popular role. But well, this yeah, was her like, first like, leading role, also. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and and you know, and it's pre Hanks, so yes. Uh, but yeah, those are those are my five. Okay, that's, uh, you know, okay, that's so fair. That's that's what I'm going. All with. right, thank you very much for that, Brett. Do you want to tell people how they can find Brett Stillo? Uh, no. I don't okay, to, I don't. so don't no, anyone no, no, anyone no. who wants to find Brett write to me and I'll 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 just debate whether I send it to him or not. How's that? Uh, podcast, <laughs> podcasting wise, yes. Uh, I think my uh, my pal Josh Horowitz has archived five minutes of trouble uh, about Big Trouble in Little China and five minutes of Bonsai, which is about the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension. Ignore the other seven. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for that. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. Finding me is very easy. Just do a search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on my website, moverobminute.com. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you had to be you